Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Unicorn Mini Podcast. My name is Jordan Syatt. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm beyond excited for this episode. I speak to a wonderful, wonderful woman. Her name is Mary. She has lost nearly 100 pounds, and I don't want to give away too much yet, but it doesn't matter if you want to lose 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 100 pounds. It doesn't matter if you don't want to lose any pounds. If you just want to look and feel and move better, you need to listen to this episode because we dive into some very deep mindset topics and specifically... I think you're going to be very surprised. We always hear on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, you have to love yourself first or it's not going to work. And I agree with that. I just think it's one thing to read it in a post from someone. It's another thing to hear it from the voice of someone who's legitimately done it, who's not trying to sell anything. They're just talking about their experience. And this is exactly what Mary has done. I want to thank her for joining me on the show, and I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. So let me know if you have any questions. Talk to you soon. Mary. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm well. How's your weekend? Did you do anything special? Say again? Did you do anything special? No, not really. My birthday was last weekend, so all my special happened the weekend before. <laughs> uh, happy birthday. How was it? It was really good. I got lots of really cool gifts this year, so that was fun. <laughs> what was like the top one? Well, I have two top ones. The first one was my brother surprised me with tickets to see Pink in D.C. Well, that's amazing. When is it? It was last Monday. I went last Oh, Monday. you went already. That's so yeah. cool. So she gave, it was my first concert ever in my entire life. Was it good? Was it, was it, it like an incredible experience? Oh yeah, it was really good. She did a great job. So, <laughs> um, and then my husband is giving me a tattoo for my birthday. So I get to do that on Friday. Oh, hell yeah. What are you getting? Um, I'm getting, well, I have tattoos already, but I'm getting my first half sleeve on, on Friday. That's awesome. That's Sounds- so cool. <laughs> how, how long is that going to take? Do you think? Well, they said it'll take like three, three hour sessions. So holy shit. Yeah, because it's kind of what I'm getting done is kind of intricate. So um, they're going to probably do the outline on Friday. And then a month from now, they'll color it. And then a month from then they'll shade it. So that's awesome. I actually I got my I got my first tattoo when I was 17. Uh, I totally did not expect this call to go here. But (laughs) I used my friend's ID because I wanted to get a tattoo before I could, before I turned 18 and I got a massive tattoo on my ribs and, uh, holy shit. It hurts so bad. Yeah. So bad. I'm sure. What did your mom say? Oh, that's a crazy story actually. So, I mean, I'm Jewish Uh and my mom is so adamantly against tattoos that like, Part of me thought she would disown me, not like really because she loves me more than anything, but like I thought she would like lose her mind. Right. So I like I've spoken a lot about how I was an idiot in high school and I did a lot of stupid stuff as a kid. I got it when I was 17 before wrestling season. Wrestling was my life. And the the wrestling uniform is wide open on your ribs. Uh And my mom came to as many matches as she could. So I would take a bandage and cover my ribs before my competition so she couldn't see it 
And so I literally hid my tattoo my entire senior year. And then I took a year off after high school and went to Israel for a year. And I was like on the beach and I was whatever. And I was taking pictures and posting them on Facebook. And then this is so funny. I've never said but this is going to be very funny to see how many people listen to this. But I, uh, <laughs> I called my mom one night and I was a kid. I was 18 and I was drunk and I called her. It was like two in the morning in Israel. So it was like, I don't know, 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. in, in the States, in, in Boston. And, uh, and I was like, mom, I think I'm going to get my nipple pierced. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, are you out of your fucking mind? And, and I was like, no, why? She was like, I know you have a big tattoo on your ribs. I see the pictures on your Facebook. And I remember being like, oh, mom, I can't hear you. The service is really bad. Gotta go. And then and I hung up and I was like, oh, crap. And I'm in so much so trouble. She like, and I've gotten more sense. And like, basically at this point, she's just like, whatever, you're going to do what you're going to do. And like, I love you no matter what, but like, I don't approve of your tattoos. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But she she's just not a fan either way. Right. Yeah, that's kind of how my parents are. As a matter of fact, I mean, I'm 41 and my dad still says something to me. Like... <laughs> Like he, yeah, because like he asked me what what Kevin got me, my husband got me for my birthday, and I told him. He got really quiet, and he was like, "I thought you grew out of this." <laughs> I think your dad and my mom would get along very well. Oh my god, that's so funny! I thought you grew out of this. I'm 41, Dad. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let me do what I want. <laughs> I think I'm probably better equipped now to choose what I want on my body permanently than I did when I was 18 and did something stupid. <laughs> that is so funny. Parent, I get parents are always going to be your parents, no matter what. Exactly. You're always their baby. Exactly. So. And uh, okay, well, listen. So first of all, thank you for taking the time to hop on the phone. I really appreciate it. I know you're busy and you're tossing M and M's for your kids so they can <laughs> say quiet. Yeah, I laughed so that's hard at that text. That's my keep busy, keep your kids busy during phone calls trick for parents everywhere. Yeah, so you just toss them by the handful. So it's individual M&Ms, and they literally, like, even my older kids will go and look for them because they want chocolate, so. That's so funny. <laughs> what if you did, like, I don't, how, what colors are M&Ms? Do you have blue, yellow, red, red, orange? Orange, and I don't, do they make the brown ones anymore? I don't know, but. Oh, I think they do. Yeah, but so, it would be so funny if you said, hey. I have a blue, a yellow, a red, an orange, and a brown. And you like threw them and you said, don't come back until you find all of them. But you actually didn't include like the blue one or something. And you're like, you have to get all of them. (laughs) That's a good trick. That might make it last even longer. So that would be great. It's like you, you can, the first one to come back with all of them, not like you can't miss one. The first one to come back with all of them gets like a prize or whatever. Yes. Yes. Very good. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm kind of a mean, tricky parent sometimes, but, you know, you do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm not even going to pretend like I understand. So <laughs> I, I, I respect what you do. But listen, so this is your time. And I know you said you had a couple things that you'd like to talk about. Um, I don't know how much time we have, but like basically let's start with whatever is like most pressing for you. Let's just talk about it. And and that's what I like about these calls. We just we start talking about random stuff and and cool things happen. So, and honestly, you, you have a lot of really great experience and insight. So I'm excited to hear, like, I'm just going to just have, have this conversation with you. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I know I sent you a couple things. I think probably out of the two that I sent you in the email, probably the second one is the one that 
most people would want to hear us talk well, about. Well, so let's t- so why don't you sort of reiterate and just cover like what what that was and what your question is and and we'll go from there. Okay. So, um I struggle with um nitpicking myself in negative ways um and in ways that I would never ever nitpick someone else um so like yay I'm really proud of myself for losing weight but oh look at those fat rolls or you know what I mean like I'm I'm I know that I'm doing a a good job but then on the flip side, I only kind of see what's wrong with me. Um, and yeah, you're, you're your own harshest critic. Right. <laughs> so I just, I'm not sure, like, I'm, I try to encourage other people more in trying to even just get familiar with encouraging words, if that makes any sense. Because I've spent most of my life not being that way, even toward other people. So... I don't know. Do you have any like tips or advice or is it just suck it up? Well, it's, it's not just suck it up, but I do want to give a little bit of context because I think, I think just the fact, I think people just understanding more about how far you've come is going to be really important. So could you give a brief background of like how much progress you've made? Um, okay. So the last time we talked, I told you that I started on May 1st, but in looking back through Instagram, I actually started on June 8th. Um, okay. And, and, and how, what have you done? Like how much progress have you, this is like, this is extraordinary to say the least. I don't think there's a word to really describe how incredible this is. <laughs> and like, and I'm really excited for you to share this because I think a lot of people are, think once they achieve, achieve X amount of progress, they will not nitpick themselves and so I wanted to I think it's really important to hear it's almost it's almost worse now like it so anyway I'll start at the beginning so in in June early June um I just decided I'd had enough of feeling just like crap all the time um both physically and mentally my family had been through um a really tough ordeal the the previous couple of years and instead of feeling my feelings I kind of ate my feelings and I ballooned up to about 200 I'm gonna probably cry I'm sorry hey (laughs) Um, it's okay I cry all the time I we will cry together (laughs) I ballooned up to about 270 pounds and um which I'd always been kind of overweight but that was much larger than I had been um ever really. I mean, even during pregnancies. So, uh, anyway, I just like literally on a whim said, you know what, I'm done being this way and I'm going to do something about it. I'm 40 years old and I'm, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something about it. So do you remember where do you remember that moment? Oh yeah, absolutely. I was sitting in, I was, I I was in target. (laughs) This is amazing. This is amazing. Tell me more. I was in Target and I was passing like where they stock the workout clothes and there was a really cute pair of pants. And I'm like, I want those pants. I, I want to buy those. And so a little bit of background about the ordeal that we went through. My husband was a federal employee. He worked at NASA and he was fired for being a whistleblower. So we went in a very short period of time from making a good steady income to literally being on food stamps within about a month. 
Jesus. So, and we stayed that way for about two years. And even now the job he has is not the same salary that he had. So we still struggle from time to time, but we're doing better than we were at the time that I had decided this. So anyway, that pair of pants was full price. And in the past two years, I had not paid full price for any clothing that I wore because we couldn't afford it. So for me to spend like $30 on a pair of pants for myself was a huge decision without calling my husband and asking him if we could spend the $30. So, (laughs) but I really like the pants and I'm like, well, if I buy these pants, I'm going to have to get serious about, you know, using them, not just laying around the house in them, but using them. So literally that was the moment, like in the middle of Target, (laughs) having this philosophical conversation with myself inside my head, um, you know, buying this pair of pants. (laughs) So you literally bought those pants right then? I bought those pants that day, and I put them on that day. And when my husband came home from work, I said, guess what? We are going to start running. And he looked at me and said, no. (laughs) Because he doesn't like to run. He was in the Army. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, but he did it anyway, because he's a very good husband, and he did it anyway. So we decided to um, basically kind of we didn't really track what we were eating at first. We just kind of started eating less and um, we couldn't eat out really anymore because of the salary going down. So that took a lot of calories out of our diet. Um, And so basically from there, we just kind of did that. And we, we did like a couch to 5k thing on our phones. Like that's what we did for the first three months, three times a week. That's all we did because I couldn't take anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. Keep going. Keep going. No, I was just going to say that lasted about three months. Um, And then I got to a point with running that I couldn't, I had to make a decision. I was either going to have to start running longer or faster in order to progress. And I didn't like running. So neither of those options appealed to me. Um, and I had been, um, you know, kind I, during this, that three month period, I had kind of on Instagram found you and a couple of other, um, reliable, honest fitness people. Cause finding those on Instagram are sometimes <laughs> not um, the easiest, not the easiest. Cause everybody is trying to sell you something. It feels like, so, um, you know, there were, but there's a handful of you guys who were really good. <laughs> um, and I, started kind of thinking about um lifting weights and like resistance training and stuff like that from like you guys' posts so I talked to my husband about it and he looked at our budget and we could join like the cheapest gym in town which was Planet Fitness I know everyone bags on it but no listen I think it's great <laughs> you, you do it you got hey listen you it, it, I think that's better than nothing. And honestly, like I've lifted at Planet Fitness and my only complaint is I drop the weights and the lunk alarm goes off. But like, <laughs> I think it's sort of funny. So like, I think I you do what you got to do. You like, what an amazing story that like, hey, you fucking made do. And like, look, I mean, how much, pro- like how much have you, weight have you lost start to finish? So right now I've lost like almost a hundred pounds in that time. Mary, so since that is fucking crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> it's no, like it is unbelievably incredible well, beyond what's, words. What's really funny yeah, keep going. 
what's really funny is that before I made this decision, I had, I had literally been taught like maybe a week before been talking to a good friend of mine about getting surgery, about like going to get like gastric surgery. Yeah. Because I just didn't want to feel that way anymore. And I wanted the easiest way out. And, and then you saw those pants and, and you're like, I fuck it. Pants and I'm like, well, okay, we'll try this one more time. Because it's not How like crazy I had And so what was the difference this time? Was it like, it's, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong or if there's more to it. It sounds like something within you clicked and you're like, no more bullshit. Like, it's going to suck. I'm not going to like it. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to do it because I want to get in those damn pants. And as you did it, you learned more and more and how to be more strategic with it. Yeah, that's essentially it. I mean, I literally like on the days that we had that we ran because we ran Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I hated those days. I hated them because I dreaded running. <laughs> yeah, you didn't so, like say yes. I get to get up and go run today. Like, right? It's yeah, not like no, you were stoked was, about I, it. I I don't understand those people. I mean, I I love people who run. I have people that I am friends with who love running. The runners. You don't high, discriminate against runners. But um, yeah, like it, it was, it was hard and it was excruciating at first and it was embarrassing because I was so big and I was trying to run. And of course I'm not running at home on a treadmill. I'm running, I was running on a trail where, you know, actual runners run. So, <laughs> you know, they're all, I mean, I know they're not looking at me and they're really not. I know people think that people are looking at them when they exercise and I, you know, they're not, but you get that feeling that they are like, oh, what's that fat girl doing trying to run? <laughs> and so, it, that boils down to the whole beginning of the conversation where it's you're your own harshest critic. Like, right. you would never look at somebody else in the gym and be like, what the fuck are they doing here? Right. But you feel like people are doing that to you, even though like it, it's like that they're not doing it. Right. Like just straight up. And um what you've just touched on it is there's so many different points that I'm just so glad you hit on. Like you didn't want to do it. It, it sucked. You felt embarrassed. Like you didn't like it. It wasn't, but you did it. And this is sort of like where I use the analogy fat loss is like your bank account where you, you're, when you have a bank account, you have $0 in it, nothing. You first open a bank account, you're, you're, you have zero dollars. You can't spend anything. You have to save everything. Like you can't really treat yourself to any nice dinners. You can't go on vacations. You can't buy anybody gifts. Like, and everything you do, you're working really, really, really hard to save, 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 save. Everything you do is going into putting money into that account. Then over time, as you save a little bit more and save a little bit more, then you, Hey, you know what? Like, let's go to dinner. Hey, like I wanted to buy you a gift or like, Hey, I'm going to treat myself to this. But what happens is as you get more and more and more money in there, you not only get more money in there and you have more leeway, you also have more systems to get more money back in the bank. So it's like it's not like going spending of like $500 is really losing it that quickly because you can quickly get $500 back in because like you don't get off track, if that makes sense. Right. And like fat loss is the same way. It's like you start off by you had you were really strict with yourself. You're like, I have to do this and this is going to happen no matter what. I'm going to do it. It's going to suck. I'm not going to like it. 
but the more you did it and the more progress you made and the more you learned, the more systems you created, the more it became a habit and the more you learned how to do it sustainably over the long term. It's literally, it's the same thing. And I think a lot of people now with, with the idea of flexible dieting being misinterpreted, people think like flexible dieting means like, oh, you could just if you don't want to do it, then you don't really have to do it. And then they're upset because they're not seeing progress. They're like, but I'm a flexible diet or I'm a flexible, whatever. It's like, <laughs> right. that's, that's great. That's fantastic that you're not letting it control your life, but you have to find out what's more important. Like, do you like, there's nothing wrong with being a little bit strict in the beginning to create a habit right. and then to then move from there to being more flexible. But I think you, you've outlined so many important things and to go like circle back now, like you've lost almost a hundred pounds. And not only did you say you still nitpick, but you said it's even worse now. Yeah. Yeah. It can, it can get, it can get bad. I mean, I don't like purposely sit there in front of a mirror and like, you know, I'm not doing the sorority girl thing where I'm circling all the bad parts on my body or anything. but, (laughs) (laughs) But like, I just, I don't know. Like if I'm at the gym, of course, gyms are almost the worst because I got mirrors everywhere and I get the purpose of the mirrors, but I think it's why a lot of heavy people avoid them gyms because of mirrors. Like you're, you have to sit there and stare at yourself a lot, (laughs) which is difficult if you don't even like to look at yourself to have to sit there and stare at yourself. Um, I mean, I know that's a really interesting point. I never thought like I hate gyms in the mirror or mirrors at the gym. Wow. I hate mirrors at the gym because uh, I like always find that when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, your technique will go to shit because you're trying to look at your technique instead of actually doing it. Right. But like, I never thought about it from that perspective, and like that was a big like that was a big aha moment for me that just now that's like I never would have thought of that. Yeah, it's 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 hard. Like, it's hard to explain to someone who's never been really heavy, and and I'm not saying that to like bag on anyone who's not struggled in this way but when you don't like looking at yourself having to sit in a room that is literally wall-to-wall mirrors it's the worst this is worse it's the worst because you see yourself from every angle and you can't turn away I mean you can turn away but then when you turn around there's just another mirror behind you right yeah (laughs) you're just constantly confronted by your greatest insecurity you are and so then what happens is I sit there and I'm looking, I'm like, oh man, my waddle is really bad. Like all my chins are finally gone, but now I've got a waddle <laughs> or, you know, I'll say, oh, well, yeah, my legs look okay, but I can't wear shorts because I have saggy skin or, you know, it's, it's the little thing. So I look, I realize the improvement that I've made, but then I tack on a diss. <laughs> Yeah. And, and that's something you would never do to anybody else. No, I would never say, I would never say, Ever. Oh, you look like you've lost weight. You know, what is wrong with the wrinkles on your face? Like, I would never right. say that to someone. <laughs> Not only that, you probably wouldn't even see it on them, but right. for yourself, you see it on you. And that's because like it, the, you look at yourself in a way nobody else does. Mm-hmm. And you look for things to dislike that things that are bad, things that are, that are unattractive. Like, and when I say you, I don't mean you, Mary, I mean like all of us, Right. like that's what we do. And it's, it's pretty crazy. And the whole sort of what I want to like the, 
you asked like, do you have tips or tricks or how to not do that? And I wish I had like this, mo- this magical potion. I could, Hey, drink this and you'll <laughs> never do that again. Yeah, um, nice. It doesn't exist, unfortunately, that I know of. Um, but the, what I will say is that being aware of it is incredibly important because a lot of, a lot of people will do it and they are aware that they're doing it but not on a conscious enough level to realize that they're actually really sabotaging themselves. Like they're aware that the, of the way they think about themselves, but they're not aware that it's actually an issue. Mm-hmm. And, and so just the fact that you're aware of it and, and what I am really very excited about for this specific episode and that like the, what you just said is I remember I made a video about my call with Rebecca in the inner circle where about the last 10 pounds, yeah. And and about how like we were talking and she was just she wanted to lose these 10 pounds. And I was like, Becca, let's say you lose these 10 pounds and, and it's easy and it's no problem. And like she had been cycling back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for years and years and years. And she was just always stressing over these 10 pounds. It's like, Becca, if you lose these 10 pounds, what how does your life change? How are you are you happier? Are you better? Whatever. And she was like, No, not at all. And I shared that on Instagram and YouTube and like I'd say 80% of the response was incredible. Like, wow, I really needed that. 20% of the response was like, well, no, those 10 pounds would completely change my life and I'd be happier. And, and maybe for some people that 10 pounds would completely change their life. But realistically, like just from my perspective, having worked with so many people and from what you just said, what I think people tend to project that they will be happy when they reach that certain point. And it, that's why I'm so I'm so fortunate and blessed that you were able to discuss all this because you're already almost a hundred pounds down and you're very it's not like all of a sudden I'm happy again. I'm happy like and I love everything. It's like no, there's still challenges. Right. And in every stage of life, no matter it's it's fitness or, or something else, business, relationships, whatever. It, you can say if the more you say I'll be happy when, the more you set yourself up to be unhappy. Right. And, and I think that's probably the best tip that I can give is to number one, be consciously aware of it, which you are. And number two, to really talk to yourself in a way that says like, when, when you do that, when you notice yourself thinking that literally talking to yourself out loud and being like, why the fuck am I being an asshole to myself? Right. I would never say that to my friend. I would never say that to, I would never say that to someone I hated. Right. I would literally never say that to someone who had severely wronged me. Right. Like, and that's probably the best way that I've learned to handle it. And, and I, I'll be very candid in saying, I don't think anybody ever fully gets over all of their insecurities, a hundred percent. We all have insecurities. Anyone who says they don't is a liar. Um, we all have insecurities. I think it's learning how to best deal with them in a logical way. Right. And I know you've heard me talk about this in the inner circle a lot. If you talk in, if you don't say it out loud, how many times have you ever just thought something and then you're like, you know what? I just, I want to express how I feel right now. I want to tell you how I feel. And like, you're, it's going to sound silly. It sounds pretty silly. And like, you'll say it out loud. And as to, even before you say it, you realize it sounds silly, which is why you're prefacing it. Right. As soon as you say something out loud, you're like, I can't believe that I thought that or said that. And then you can be like, 
look at how I'm all this amazing stuff that I've done all like how far I've come and focusing on the actively consciously verbally focusing on that. It doesn't mean it's going to take away things and it doesn't mean that you have to be that there aren't any more goals that you want to achieve, but it does mean that you actively recognize, appreciate and understand and respect everything you've done and focus on the positive rather than the negative because that is a choice and and it's easier to focus on the negative than it is on the positive it is an easier emotional choice to focus on the negative because you can just fall right into it and let it consume you whereas the positive you actually have to work to focus on it right yeah well and that's what that's what I found. Like I, I sorely, when I started this, I sorely underestimated how much easier this, I don't I'm hoping this will make sense. How much easier it got to deal with the physical part of weight loss, which was the diet. Yeah, it was hard at first, but now I kind of, kind of know. You what get I, it. Like I know what to expect. I know what I can do. I know my routine and it, and it gets it's even in with the exercise, it's gotten easier because I know what to do, but I underestimated how difficult my, my head would be, (laughs) how, how difficult, how difficult it would be for, cause, cause I was like that. Well, if I lose this weight, I'll be happier and I'm not sad. So, but I, but I'm not, I'm not happier. Does that make any sense? Like I'm, it makes total sense. (laughs) It makes total sense. And and, and I'm, I'm like, I'm emotional that you're saying this because I really hope even if just one person listening can really into, because you can say all you want. I've said it on Instagram and I've said it before, but it's different for me to say it or for a coach to say it or for any, any fucking person on Instagram. It's even if you said it on Instagram it's one thing, but to hear it from your mouth, having heard everything you've gone through and to realize, wow, maybe I'm, I need to stop saying I'll be happy when and really start to focus on the – like tr- forcing myself to focus on the positives now. Focus on, hey, I didn't want to work out and I fucking forced myself to work out today and I'm proud of myself. And am I, am I where I want to be? No. But am I going to spend my night focusing on that I'm not where I want to be? Or am I going to spend my night focusing on that I've accomplished a task and now I can happily be with my family and friends and be present and enjoy it rather than being negative and upset and then letting that seep into my life. And when I'm 90 years old, regretting how much time I spent in a negative state of mind. Right. Yes. And that's and that's exactly kind of where I hope that I'm growing is that, you know, rather than, um, you know, focusing on the physical part where that's kind of becoming second nature, you know, because that was never second nature before. So it's that, that progress makes me very happy that like, I can, you know, I, well, just as a funny little aside, like I was talking to a friend the other day about weight loss and I'm rattling off like, okay, 14 grams of this is this many calories, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> she, right. She's like, how do you know that? I'm like, I, I and I, for a second I had to stop and think like, how do I know that? Well, I know it. Cause I've just 
you know, repetition has gotten me there. But like, you know, like, so the physical part of it has become very second nature to me, which I'm really glad about. But I hope that, um, that I can grow more in the, in the mind area. Cause that's the, thing is, the hardest thing. And I, and you I, like are. I, said, I, I underestimated that. <laughs> the thing is you are. And I know that because when you first started, the hardest part for you was the physical side right. and you didn't want to run and you didn't want to probably track your calories and learn all this stuff. You, if someone told you that when you first started that you would be able to say how many grams, like, is there 14 grams of protein and X amount of this? You'd be like, fuck you. No way. Like, <laughs> absolutely not. Like you did not think, I'm assuming you probably did not think that's definitely going to be me. Yeah. No. But <laughs> now that you not only like hear that the mental side is the most important side, but you understand it and internalize it and say, I hope, that I'll be able to do it because it's the hard part. It's the hard part now only because you made it through the first hard part. And this right. is the second hard part. Right. And that there will be, uh, then the other part will, there will be other hard parts that you can't even foresee yet that you'll get to. And then you'll be, you'll like, you'll, we'll be on the call again, another six months, a year. And you'd be like, wow, that part was hard, but I'm through it. And now I'm here and I hope I can make progress. And I'll be like, of course you're going to fucking make progress. You do this all the time. <laughs> Like, and it's just, you're not quitting and you're doing, you're working incredibly hard. You are beyond inspirational. You are like, I, the, one of the things, and I know like, this is the biggest thing that one of the biggest things is you were basically saying you would never talk like that to anyone else, but you do to yourself. You are so kind, so generous, so giving in every aspect. And what I hope you do starting in this moment every day is not only give to other like you do in the inner circle i'm sure outside but i hope you give to yourself in the same way you give to others and that might be something worth writing down every morning today i'm going to give to myself just like i give to others treat myself like i treat others and i have a feeling that if you make that a daily habit a daily ritual of making sure to do that over time you're going to start to realize like in the same way that you would get up and you would run and you didn't want to run Mm-hmm. You can get up and you can do this and actively have like a two minute time period where you focus on making sure this is what you do every day and maybe setting your alarm. So like every three hours you can be reminded, okay, am I treating myself that way? But making it a habit and a conscious thought process that you have to actively work through. Right. I, yeah. I, I believe you're, I have no doubt you're going to do it. Just you come so far. There's only positives. It's just, it's funny because it's easier to look back and say, oh, well, yeah, no, I I get the physical side now, but how much time and effort and sweat and dedication and determination went into that? It's the same thing with the mental side. It's just a different type of exertion. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's almost more draining than the physical side. It is now. It It is now. now. It is. Yeah. It feels like, yeah. If it's very tiring, like wearing, wearing, I don't know how to explain it. Not that I think it's, and it sounds like I think about myself all the time. I really don't, but I will say. Well, like, of course it, you, everyone thinks about themselves all the time. We're all, we all, that's like, of course you do. Everybody does. Well, but like, right. But I mean, I'm, it sounds very vain to say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we're all vain. We all, everyone is. If someone says like we all are, and that's human nature. It's so like we're supposed to not be like think about ourselves. Of course, that's human nature. We would die if we didn't. Right. But like, 
it's not bad. It's not weird. You're noticing this is harder now because you've now made the physical side easier for you. You've, you've, you've built up a very wealthy bank account in the physical side. Your bank account in the mental side is you're just starting. You've just opened that bank account and you haven't paid your dues yet. And you haven't spent the time and the hours building up saving. And now you have to. And that's starting with treating yourself like you treat others. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do need to do that. <laughs> Mary, you are truly one of a kind. And I don't, I'm not saying that lightly. I mean it. You are incredible. And I, I did, did it, this help at all? Did this give you some insight, some ideas like to move forward and, and like, hopefully like start, stop being so critical of yourself? Yeah, actually, I just sometimes just talking over with someone who's objective, because, you know, you do do this all the time. Like, my husband, when I talk to him about it, he's like, Oh, you're fine. You're beautiful. (laughs) He says all the right husbandy things. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's good to hear, you know, it from someone who's objective, like you just you don't have, you know, you don't have to spend 24 hours a day with me. So (laughs) you don't have to make life pleasant with me, you just have to be straight with me. So it yes, like I, I, yes, absolutely, especially writing it down every day. I'm I'm a journaler. So writing it down every day, and maybe not for the rest of my life, but until it becomes like, the physical side, second nature, I think that will be very helpful for me. Think of it like tracking your calories. Like you, at first you had to weigh and measure everything because you didn't know. And like, that was what you had to do. And now you can look at that and be like, oh, that's probably got like between 200 and 225 calories just eyeballing it because you know, because you've weighed it so many times. This affirmation of you writing it down several times a day, every day is your weighing and measuring and counting the macros and researching my fitness pal to see how many calories are in it. Like that is the same thing for the mental side. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I need to think of it as, because I think that before, when I thought about doing something like that, I hesitated and never did it because I was like, Oh, that seems a little self-indulgent. Yeah. And some people don't count calories because they think it sounds meticulous and neurotic. Right. And it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's literally the exact same thing. It's yeah, the it exact is. same thing in yeah. a different way. And this is the difference between the physical side versus the mental side. And so I'm so adamant about doing this stuff. And it's like, it's not, I'm not saying it for shits and giggles. I'm serious. You better fucking write this stuff down. Like, <laughs> make, just, just like you'd weigh and measure for three meals and, and two snacks as an example, right. you should write this down for three times a day and then maybe have an alarm go off and like have a 60 second meditation with yourself to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you know? it does me no good to sit and talk about it and then not actually do it. So that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly Well, Mary, listen, thank you so much for coming on and for talking. I am so excited to hear the response to this. I think that that there's going to be a lot of emotions and tears and like some really like in very, very grateful people. And I'm incredibly grateful you took the time to talk to me. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much for picking me to call. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you, Mary. Have a wonderful week. Tell your tell your kids. I hope they got some good M and M's. And uh, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. We'll talk to you later. Bye, Mary. Bye. And that wraps up another episode of the Daily Unicorn Mini Podcast. Just want to say huge thank you to Mary for 
being so open and willing to talk. That was, it was really an amazing episode, and I appreciate it so much. And thank you to you for listening and your encouragement and your support. I'm having a ton of fun with these podcasts. I hope you're enjoying them. If you are, please leave a review, a star rating, whatever you think it's worth. They actually really do help a lot. And if you want to be featured on on this daily unicorn mini podcast, email me, leave a comment on my Instagram post, Facebook post, tweet at me, get my attention. I want to get as many people on the show, not just fitness professionals. I want everyday people. I want you. I want literally you because I think the reality is the more we can share our own stories, the more we can help each other because a lot of times we think we're alone. We think that we're the only ones struggling with certain things. And the more we can share openly, the more we can realize we all struggle with the same things and we can normalize that and become more open and aware and not only more aware, but more comfortable with ourselves. And with that, you can really start to succeed in the long term. So thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon.